Hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of Knowledge Beyond Natural Boundaries. My name remains JC Muiwaojo. Today we are having the concluding part of the episode titled You Won't Believe This. Here is where we stopped the last time. As we were talking, my father got angry, picked up his gun, and shot at me. That was where we stopped. So, let's continue. As God will have it, the little movement I made at the sight of the gun overturned the seat where I was sitting and I was pushed to the ground. The gun sounded, but the bullets did not enter into me, but passed through the chair and to the wall. Everybody was alarmed. My mother started weeping that he had killed our only daughter. Later, my mother advised me to go stay with her elder brother. Being of the same religion, her brother was also not happy with me, and he made life so difficult for me. Once, he threatened to kill me with a cutlass. So, I left his house for the city by the Atlantic Ocean. And later on, I traveled up north. I was denied my rights in the family. My father had thrown me into prison on false allegations. He had earlier gone to a religious court, but I protested against it since I'm now a Christian. So, he took me to a magistrate court. The court ordered that I be remanded in prison for calling my father my neighbor. I was in detention for six months without trial and bail until some Christians on prison visitation learned that I was there for becoming a Christian. The matter was then reported to the Christian Association of my country. The chairman wrote a petition that led to my proper trial. The magistrate sentenced me then to two years imprisonment plus a fine of 5,000. One Christian women fellowship in that area paid the fine while I was taken to prison. That was September 5th, the year 2000. Some inmates 
asked me to appeal, but I told them confidently that the Lord Jesus would do a great appeal for me. At midnight, I prayed, Lord, I want you to deliver me from this prison before December. If you don't, the people will ask me, where is your God? And I remembered, or I reminded the Lord, how he answered the prayers of Ezekiah in the Bible. On October 2nd, the year 2000, less than a month after my imprisonment, a letter came from the capital city ordering my release and I was set free. My prison experience brought me closer to God. I developed more faith in God's ability to see me through. After two months, I decided to go share the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ with my grandparents. The youths of my former religion were busy searching for me everywhere to kill me. I was hidden until I couldn't be hidden anymore. I fled to the bush for four days. On the fourth night, I woke up with a snake beside me. That day, I was so aggrieved that I told God that I wanted to go back to my former religion and that I couldn't continue like this in the bush. But Jesus replied me by asking me, Upon all the sufferings you've been through, you still want to go back? If I didn't shut the mouth of the snake, wouldn't it bite you while you slept? I quickly repented and told him I was so sorry. I will never go back. I found out that God actually took me to that prison to teach me some lessons. One was to read the Bible. Two, for the sake of a female Christian jailer who left and married a man from my former religion and God shot her womb. In the prison, God told me in a dream that she was going to have a baby. When I told her, she became very angry. She tortured me and called me different names. But I kept on praying for her that the name of the Lord be glorified in her life. Since I told her, it was God that told me everything. Later, she actually had the baby and that converted her and her husband. Eight non-Christian inmates in the prison gave their lives to Christ.
they were baptized in the Holy Ghost before I was released. Seeing what the Lord used me to do in the prison, I knew that I would do better outside the prison. One day, some youths from my former religion came and kidnapped me. They laid me on the ground and raised their cutlasses to kill me. But their hands remained hanging in the air. That happened to three of them and the others fled. They were later taken to the police who wanted them killed. But I told them it was the Lord's battle and not theirs. I told them that I have forgiven them. As I was leaving, they asked for their hands to be restored. So I said, In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, let your hands come down. And their cutlasses dropped. Today, they are Christians. And they all live with me. On another occasion, another group of religious youths kidnapped me. They were taking me to a northern state. On the way, scorpions emerged and started to sting them. They quickly dropped me and begged me. And even gave me money to take me back home. Yet on another occasion, they kidnapped me and wanted to inject me with poisonous materials. But they couldn't find those materials and had to let me go. The Bible says we must start evangelism from our Jerusalem. People of other religions are my Jerusalem. Many of them live in ignorance, not having heard of Jesus till date. And if I'm one of the fortunate ones that God brought out, I need to go out and say something to them. That is why I say I would fight this cause with my blood. I'm not limiting myself to my country. I intend to go to the Middle East, planting churches over there, even in the Middle East country where my children are. I tell God that my children over there are ambassadors for Christ and they must become pastors over there. So, anytime I hear that a person from the other religion has been converted to Christianity and receiving persecution, I take them in. I have 49 under my roof right now. They call me Mama. 
the oldest is 89 years. She became a Christian and her children threw her from a story building so she could die. But God preserved her life. A pastor found her and brought her to the center. Some come to the center with their ears chopped off. Others are stripped naked and so on. I pray that people will join me in this crusade. Thank God is raising men among the converts in the center and in my family. My immediate elder brother, who is a soldier, has become a Christian. My mother became a Christian since the year 2002. My elder brothers, who wanted me dead or back to that religion, are now Christians. One of them, a senior lecturer, at a university in the northern part of the country had relocated to an eastern state because of persecution. I testify that Jesus is Lord. Some people came to attack us. The first time they came, they saw a pool of blood. The house became a pool of blood. The second time they came, the house became plain land. And the third time they saw ocean. The last time they came, the house became a pillar of fire. Sometime later, Something happened that led to the arrest of these attackers and the commissioner of police sent for me. On getting there, the police brought the criminals who said they didn't know me at all, but they did. They were all of the other religion. Some of them from a neighboring country they then narrated how they had to attack me, but I was delivered miraculously by the Lord. That day, the commissioner of police lined up his men in the office and asked me to pray for them. Instead of leaving me alone, my former husband, began to persecute me. While leading some assassins to my place to kill me, their vehicle, the vehicle in which they were traveling, was involved in an accident. He alone died in the hospital after confessing that he wanted me dead for I was bringing shame to his name. It was very painful for me because both of us were there in that same room 
the day I heard the voice of Jesus. After that, I prevented him from destroying a copy of the Bible. Something I used to enjoy doing in the past. He knew how violent I was, destroying the Christendom. He should have learned a lesson from my conversion and repented. But he didn't. That is how many others die without repentance, though they are exposed to the gospel. The good Lord, who is always my shield and my protector, will always save and hide me in his shadow. My life is in God's hands. To God be the glory. This is the concluding part of this moving through life story. It's the story of a young woman named B. Her real name, location, and other vital details have been withheld for security reasons and for other reasons bordering on social media and international laws. Right now, she runs an evangelistic ministry, a home for the persecuted and converted. She runs this ministry in a center state of her home country. Recently, your host on this podcast received some disturbing visuals of how her evangelistic center and orphanage was completely burnt down by terrorists. This happened this year, 2021. Many broke down in tears for there was nowhere to house the numerous inhabitants of the home. But I know God is alive. I don't know how your feelings will be, but as for me, the name of Jesus is the most powerful. If you believe this, tell everyone to listen to these episodes again and again. Share the link with others. Thank you so much. Till I come your way again with a fresh episode of Knowledge Beyond Natural Boundaries, I remain JC Muyiwaujo, your regular host. Bye for now.